Welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Thursday, April 15th, 2021, halfway through the month, and still wrapped up in medical tyranny. This program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional. Excuse me, getting some stuff in my throat. Uh, I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, wrapped around the axles, their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. Now, I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R. DIY, like do it yourself, health, H E A L T H, your DIYhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there. If you have any questions about anything, just hit the contact me button and it'll give you an option of calling and leaving a message or sending an email. Either way, we'll get back with you as quick as we can, usually within a few hours, and we'll do everything we can to get your questions answered, get, a, get you back on the right track. So uh, while you're there, make sure you hit the Radio Shows tab. And at the top of the page, you'll see the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm. There's over 500 shows up there now, and uh, we encourage you to take a look at them, uh, share them via email or social media, and just have fun with it. Also, if you scroll down a little further, you'll see the information about the shows we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see the link to the Facebook page set up for the show. And uh, unfortunately, there's no new posts there probably till May because I'm in Facebook jail again. I was in for the whole month of March, got out on the last day, and by the first day of April, was back in. Gosh darn, posting that truth all the time just really hacks off old Zuckerberg. He can't handle the truth, so you know, I got thrown in for another 30 days. So I'm a Facebook felon, recidivist, repeat offender, all that good stuff. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever be, uh, uh, what's the word, <laughs> reformed or uh, corrected. I just can't get, I can't get over pay, posting the truth. So anyway, have fun with it. There's still a lot of stuff there that hasn't been uh, censored so far. And we encourage you to enjoy that. And uh, whenever I get back, if I ever get back, I'll post some more stuff and we'll see how long it lasts. But anyway, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those 
of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Truth Frequency Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say on the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a d- uh, disease. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence and make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. The number to call into the show is six, or excuse me, 833-TFR-LIVE. That's 833-837-5483. 833-837-5483. Or again, 833-TFR-LIVE. So that's pretty much it for the, um, what do I want to say? Housekeeping, all the announcements and all that kind of stuff. Just clearing up some room on the board here so I can see things. And we will proceed. A lot of craziness going on. I want to welcome Unplugged to the chat room. And uh, hopefully more folks will be pouring in there later on. And uh, just a uh, (laughs) crazy, crazy, crazy time. You know, as time goes on, you see more and more weirdness. Um, Something I wanted to cover right off the bat. This is the insanity that we see now. Conform or die. Governments refuse to rescue innocent, unvaccinated people from volcano-stricken island. And this is a volcano has erupted on the small Caribbean island of St. Vincent and is expected to continue erupting for weeks and months to come. The National Emergency Management Organization warns that the volcanic activity presents a substantial uh, prospect of disaster. The volcano hasn't erupted since 1979, the Prime Minister of the island, Ralph Consalves, uh, has ordered at least 20,000 island inhabitants to evacuate from La Soufri, I think it is, or something like that, uh, and all areas near the volcano. Thousands of people have no choice but to flee their homes as the volcanic activity worsens. Many refugees are heading to temporary shelters on the island, but not everyone will be rescued from the island. Government officials from surrounding islands are refusing to take filthy, undesirable refugees unless they can prove they were previously inoculated with the full series of experimental COVID-19 vaccines. The Prime Minister is warning the island refugees that they will not be allowed to board the rescue boats if they are unvaccinated. The total destruction of human dignity is now on full display as government authorities conspire against the people in their most desperate time of need. The unvaccinated are given a death sentence by democidal government authorities. Only the fully vaccinated will be rescued by the government. Only fully uh, the vaccinated will be allowed to board the government's rescue ships. Only the vaccinated will be officially allowed to enter the neighboring islands. The unvaccinated are being left to die on an island that is being overrun by lava and volcanic ash. Many refugees are seeking shelters on the island and will be vulnerable to the government's demands. This is a dark time in the history of the world as democidal government authorities intentionally conspire against innocent people, forcing them to die in waves of volcanic ash, all because they won't give their bodies over to medical experiments and vaccine industry coercion. Gonsalves reiterated the government's democidal position in an interview on NBC Radio. Approximately 10,805 residents of the island have received at least one dose of the vaccine. 
because many of these people are not in full compliance with the current series of COVID-19 vaccines, they too will be barred from rescue. Only the fully vaccinated will be ferried off the island. Can you believe this crap? Vaccine makers are currently developing booster shots for coronaviruses. The current two doses of the series will not be enough as authorities continue to move the goalposts. Soon, the vaccine compliant will be required to get seasonal mRNA vaccine updates in order to be considered fully vaccinated and accepted by society. This form of human slavery and mind control knows no boundaries. As populations are trained to perpetually submit to vaccine companies and beg tyrannical governments for their freedom. Uh, American cruise ships have been deployed. As the governments of the Caribbean islands conspire against the unvaccinated, American cruise lines are allegedly sending ships to the island to rescue anyone they can without inflicting human rights abuses, medical discrimination, and segregation that is quickly morphing into genocide. California legend, or excuse me, Carnival legend and Carnival Paradise have been deployed to St. Vincent to rescue anyone, including the unvaccinated people who have been wrongfully discriminated against. The Royal Caribbean uh, deployed their serenade of the seas and celebrity cruises sent their celebrity reflection to help out as well. There are conflicting reports at the moment, and some say that the unvaccinated aren't being allowed on the cruise ships either. This current, current atrocity offers a glimpse of, to a geno- genocidal medical apartheid where innocent people are singled out, ostracized, and left to die if they do not obey authorities. The same dark precedent of segregation could also be used to deny the unvaccinated equal and adequate health care in a life-or-death situation. A two-tiered system of surveillance and discrimination is slowly being created to deny innocent people their basic human rights and dignity, while physically enslaving and mentally abusing those who do comply. And there you have it. People are going to die on this island because they refuse to get vaccinated or you know, many of them may want to be vaccinated but don't have access to the vaccines. You know, we're not saying that everybody that's not vaccinated is, is that way because they want to be. Who knows what the situation is on those islands as to whether or not they have access to them. You know, personally, I sure wouldn't take it. I'd take my risk with the ash and the volcano. You know, fine. There's other spots. There's going to be spots on the island that won't be touched. I, I'd definitely make my way there. And at least you're in a uh, tropical environment, so you don't have to worry about freezing to death or anything like that. Um, But still, it's a messed up situation. And it is what it is. Now, let's see if I can arrange things so that I can see both my call board and what I'm reading. There we go. That's a little better. Um, Unplug says these tyrants have an agenda. Cancel culture really means cancel reality as they have, as you may know it. That's pretty much true. (laughs) They're canceling anybody that won't comply with their stupid mandates uh, as well. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. And as of April 14th, according to Natural News, the vaccine death wave is now unstoppable. 122 million Americans now at risk from dangerous medical experiment that cannot be undone. 
We're talking about the mRNA injections, of course. And the interesting thing here is, you know, back a week or so ago, I had a recording of um, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and Dr. Judy Mikovits, who were basically agreeing with one another. I think it was Dr. Mikovits originally who said that uh, she expected a minimum of 50 million Americans to die as a result of these alleged vaccines. Not the disease, but the vaccines. And that is, when you consider right now, maybe 30,000 Americans have actually died from COVID. You know, 30,000, not the half a million that they're talking about. But basically, according to the CDC, only about 6% of the reported numbers actually died from COVID. The rest all died from obesity, diabetes, other comorbidities that uh, this may have just tipped them over the edge or so. But um, it's actually uh, the number of people actually that died from the vaccine, the the disease itself is only about 6% of the reported total, or at this point around 25 to 30,000, which is nothing compared to what we get just in the average flu season. And yet we've totally destroyed the world's economy. Uh, who knows how many people, especially children, are going to be permanently scarred from this mess. And uh, it's just the tip of the iceberg because I posted on my... Um, uh, what's it called, uh, Telegram and uh, MeWe and um, Gab pages, uh, a graphic I saw yesterday that it showed that basically the vaccine was not created for the virus, alleged virus, but the virus was created for the vaccine. And what that means is they created the virus so they could have something to scare people. And again, I'm talking in basic, you know, generic terms here. I don't believe it was a virus, actually, but they they created the myth of the virus in order to scare people into accepting the toxic, deadly vaccines. And again, I'm not using vaccine as a real word either. It's just what they keep calling them, the injections. And uh, all one says experimental gene therapies do not have financial liability shielding from the government, but pandemic vaccines do, even in the experimental stage, as long as the emergency use authorization is in effect. This is indeed a major incentive to make sure the technology is perceived as a vaccine <laughs> and nothing else. There you go. It says COVID-19 vaccines are gene therapy. Exactly. They're basically modifying your DNA and the best knowledge out there. Everybody says once it's in you, there ain't no getting it out. Um, I, there's no way to know for sure, but basically that's what they talk about. Unplug says we can scream and whine and moan and complain. We can scream to the rafters. They don't care exactly. They don't care if you're right. They are canceling reality. <laughs> Definitely. So anyway, according to the CDC COVID data tracker page, over 122 million Americans have already received at least one dose of the COVID vaccine. That's about 37% of the population, and it's increasing by nearly 2 million people per day in the United States. Notably, as Americans are being killed by vaccines, globalists are replacing the American electorate by bringing in massive waves of illegal aliens, many of whom who are pregnant women ready to give birth to anchor babies, the criminal Marxists who stole the 2020 election 
are continuing to plan to mass murder real Americans with vaccines and bioweapons and replace them with compliant, low-skilled illegals who will vote for socialist handouts and freedom-killing Democrat policies. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Both Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca vaccine are causing deaths via blood clots, obviously because the spike protein antibody causes blood clots to travel to the heart, lungs, and brain, killing patients from the clots. Yesterday, the FDA ordered a nationwide halt to the J&J vaccine because so many people were dying. That's interesting. (laughs) But even the mRNA vaccines also create spike proteins that are coagulants, contributing to the blood clots that can be fatal. And this is something I want to throw in there real quick. I find it very interesting that they're looking so closely at the Johnson Johnson uh, injection because it's not an mRNA uh, alleged vaccine. It is a um, adenovirus vaccine. And basically, there's only been about six or seven million Americans who have received it. And last I heard, there's only been a half a dozen or so uh, situations reported with blood clots. One person has died. Now, those numbers may be increased. You know, the last I heard was a couple days ago. But when you compare that with the number of people who have received the uh, uh, Moderna and um, Pfizer injections, with both, which both are using the mRNA technology, and right now over 3,000 people in the U.S. have died after receiving these things, that should make you wonder. I haven't done the math to see how the numbers add up, you know, but with the Johnson & Johnson, it's roughly one in a million uh, who are having some kind of a um, reaction or at least a blood clot issue. There are other things that have been reported as a result of the J&J as well, uh, like uh, heart failure and stuff like that. Um, But for some reason, they're looking at just the blood clot issue, and that's why they've stopped it. And it seems to me that what they're doing is they're taking the least reported um, adverse event. They're looking at that, so when they, and they basically temporarily stop the, um, the use of this particular uh, injection so that when they come back, they can say, oh, they fixed it and everything is fine. There's no problem with any of the other ones is what they're going to say. But this thing is, you know, was the little bitty one that they took care of. So now they're all safe and effective and rigorously tested. Let's go on and keep killing people. That's, that seems to be what I think is what's going on here. They're taking something that has virtually, you know, statistically very low problems. I mean, more people die just from blood clots and things without having these things injected into them. Um, on a regular basis, and they're they're looking at what this would really be considered almost a non-issue, when there are other things, monstrous things, uh, such as three thousand plus people that are dying after having these other two injections, and that that just uh, seems a little off kilter to me. So they're looking at you know they're looking at the spec and not looking at the huge log um, or boulder. But uh, that's just my take on things. Who knows if that's accurate or not. But uh, I think they're just you know, using something minor to cover up the whole thing that there's problems with these injections. Uh, let's see here. Um, 
Welcome to the machine. <laughs> Nothing matters anymore, only their agenda. On average, one person dies every six minutes from a blood clot. <laughs> Don't be one of them. <laughs> yeah, the best way to do that is to, or to avoid blood clots, is to make sure you're getting a good source of essential fatty acids. That's what God planned, and that's nature's method of keeping your blood at the proper viscosity so you do not have that problem. Ah, uh, yes, you are obsolete, Mr. Wordsworth. I had, I just re downloaded that uh, video, but I think it's on my laptop downstairs. <laughs> that was a really, really good uh, deal. I don't know, maybe I can find it during the break and see if we can get it up here and play it. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Where are we? What's shockingly obvious at this point is that an insane vaccine experiment has been unleashed in America, and there's no way to undo it. Now, over 122 million Americans will be subjected to the risk of blood clots, medium-term infl inflammation effects, and hyperinflammatory reactions to future pathogens that are likely to appear in the coming fall and winter. No one knows for sure how many will die, but it looks like... Uh, looks rather like likely that the vaccine may end up killing far more people than the coronavirus pathogen, definitely. Like I said, Dr. Mikovits, who is a pretty big expert in the field on this kind of stuff, she's saying 50 million Americans. And that's a little over or a little less than one in 50% uh, of what's already received vaccines. That's pretty wild. Almost no one who took the vaccines has any clue that the vaccines were never uh, subjected to the traditional large-scale long-term clinical trials. They are utterly unaware that the FDA only allowed the vaccines under emergency use authorization, which by definition means the vaccines are medical experiments. <laughs> Yet they're the guinea pigs. The term ob oblivious barely, <laughs> barely begins to describe the, the shocking lack of knowledge under which vaccine recipients suffer even though they're required by law to be given the information on them and the fact that they're uh, free to uh, refuse them and what the possible side effects are. Uh, but you can bet none of them are getting that stuff. Even as they tell themselves they are smart or healthy for participating in big pharma's global depopulation and infertility experiment. Importantly, no, or once a person's immune system is compromised with these vaccine injections, there's no way to undo the damage. Those vaccine victims are now damaged for life, and even if uh, they later learn the truth about the vaccine depopulation agenda, there's no treatment, supplement, or technology in existence that can restore their body to pre-vaccination status. They have unwittingly signed their own death warrants, all while gleefully thinking they're going to win their freedom with tyrannical vaccine passports. And guess what? They still have to wear face diapers. <laughs> and that's the other thing that's rather interesting. Tucker Carlson covered this last night on his show. But, uh, you know, you've got Joe Biden, who has been wandering around. Still doesn't know where he is, I think, half the time. Just about every time you see him, he's got a face diaper on. Same with Camel Toe Harris. And most of the other morons in Congress you know, Nancy Pelosi, Chucky e. Schumer, they've all been vaccinated and they're still walking around with face diapers on. And it seems to me if they were trying to 
encourage people to get these things, which they are, they would have the sense to realize that continuing to wear these stupid face diapers, even though they've been vaccinated, tells the people that they're trying to convince otherwise that the things don't work. You know, of course, it's, you know, anybody with any brain cells realizes the face diapers don't work at all, period. And we're going to cover something else on that today if I can, if, I, if the email I sent myself arrived. <laughs> I have to check on that too during a break. But um, basically, we're in a situation where these folks are convincing people not to get vaccinated rather than otherwise. And that's what's kind of crazy. Um, you would think that people would want to, uh, if they're trying to encourage people to be vaccinated, the smart way to do it is to, you know, make them think that getting vaccinated will allow them to return to normal. <laughs> but that's just the opposite of what they're being told, you know, through the actions of these people in government. Doesn't make much sense. Anyway, how many millions will die from the COVID vaccine over the next two to three years? What will happen to society when the death wave kicks in? <laughs> it's going to become a perpetual motion machine, so to speak, or a self-fulfilling prophecy. The powers that be will just say, oh, it's another wave. So we have to have more people vaccinated. The vaccines are what's doing the killing, but they will never admit to that. Oh, we've got another wave and another wave and another wave and another wave. What's the answer? Oh, it's more vaccines, more socialist distancing, more face diapers. We'll be up to having six or seven face diapers on and uh, covering your ears, your eyes, and everything else. Who knows? In today's situ uh, Situation Update podcast, I asked the important question of how many millions will die from the vaccine in the next few years. Cancer research, the biggest revenue. They make all those billions lying to me and you. The same folks that brought you this toxic sewer are now going to bring us all a cure. Somehow I just don't think so. Now the IRS gets billions from people like you and me. Then Medicare pumps it back to the drug lords. And welcome back to the second segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. And during the break, I did manage to track down the obsolete man from the Twilight Zone. It's all of about three minutes. I'm going to go ahead and play it for you here. <laughs> I think it applies pretty well. walk into this room at your own risk because it leads to the future not a future that will be but one that might be this is not a new world it is simply an extension of what began in the old one it has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time it has refinements technological advances and a more sophisticated approach the destruction of human freedom. But like every one of the super states that preceded it, it has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. 
This is Mr. Romney Wordsworth. In his last 48 hours on Earth, he's a citizen of the state, but will soon have to be eliminated because he's built out of flesh and because he has a mind. You've been under investigation, Mr. Wordsworth, for the mandatory period of one year and 11 months. You are found to be obsolete. The purpose of this hearing is to make a finding in the matter and make a sentence accordingly. Do you understand that, Mr. Wordsworth? Your occupation, Mr. Wordsworth? A librarian's. A librarian? Having to do with books. Yes, sir. Books. Since there are no more books, Mr. Wordsworth, there are no more libraries. The field investigators in your sector have classified you as obsolete. Your rights are as follows, Mr. Wordsworth. You are to be liquidated within a period of 48 hours. You are obsolete, Mr. Wordsworth. A lie! No man is obsolete. You have no function, Mr. Wordsworth. You're an anachronism, like a ghost from another time. I am nothing more than a reminder to you that you cannot destroy truth by burning pages. You're a bug, Mr. Wordsworth, a crawling insect, an ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Delusions, Mr. Wordsworth. Delusions that you inject into your veins with printer's ink. The narcotics that you call literature, poetry, essays of all kind, all of it, an opiate. You have nothing but spindly limbs in a dream, and the state has no use for your kind. I don't care. I tell you, I don't care. I'm a human being. I exist. And if I speak one thought aloud, that thought lives even after I'm shoveled into my grave. The Chancellor, the late Chancellor, was only partly correct. He was obsolete. But so is the state, the entity he worshipped. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. And there you have it. <laughs> By that standard, I'd say most of us are obsolete. <laughs> it kind of makes you wonder sometimes if you're not in the twilight zone, doesn't it? Well, Rod Serling was years and years and years ahead of his time. Man, crazy stuff. Anyway, back to looking at this stuff. In today's situation, okay, we have covered that. The, the globalists but, uh, built the COVID bioweapon and released it upon the world precisely to push for mandatory vaccines. Exactly. The bug was created for the vaccines, not the other way around. And these are deliberately uh, designed to achieve global depopulation. Exactly what Bill Gates has been saying for years, and people refuse to listen to him. And it seems there are, uh, there are likely 150 to 250 or 200 million Americans who are dumb enough to volunteer to be human guinea pigs in a deadly depopulation medical experiment that's specifically designed to eliminate people who are stupid enough to participate in it. And uh, sad but true. Uh, my uh, afternoon show yesterday, I was kind of talking about that where 
you know, trying to educate people as to why they should not do this. And however, if they do, are we really going to be worse off or eliminating on you? Know, basically, they're volunteering to be part of this experiment and they're, there's an excellent chance they're going to die as a result of taking these things. And if they refuse to do the research on their own or listen to people who have done the research and instead listening to the talking heads on TV, there's an old saying, get them out of the gene pool before they have a chance to reproduce. And unfortunately, you know, it's, it's going to leave a lot of space for everybody else that's smart enough to, you know, put two new thoughts together. <sighs> It's crazy. One bloke says, good morning, as a greeting is no longer allowed. <laughs> it is but a silly old way of greeting another being no longer applies in this reality, which is being gutted as we speak. <laughs> That's right. Good morning is also obsolete. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's craziness all the way around. We're surrounded by nuts. Beam me up, Scotty. There's no intelligent life down here. Oh, goodness. Yeah, when you look at all the, um, I'm just scrolling through natural news for one. The things are just unbelievable. Los Angeles police are forced vaccinating special needs children in heinous Operation Homebound program that resembles Nazi euthanasia of the retarded. And um, I've seen videos of it, and a lot of these poor people are just freaking out. They're scared to death. They don't want to be vaccinated. They don't want to be stuck with a needle. And they're basically being held down against their will and stuck with this stuff. And you can bet that they're going to be a lot of these folks keeling over. And, uh, you know, it was Dr. Sherry Tenpenny that was talking about um, the fact that it'd be, you know, easily three to six months to a year before we really know how deadly these uh, alleged vaccines are. And I'm just scrolling through Health Impact News, and every day they have new people who have died within hours of receiving these alleged vaccines. Um, 20-year-old Scottish man dead 12 hours after being injected with the Pfizer mRNA COVID jab. 20 years old. And that's the thing, you know, it's one thing when, they, when they've been injecting the people up in years, the 70, 80-year-old people, and they keel over, which there's been a lot of those. But when you, you know, because those folks are, you know, sounds cold, but they're already, you know, towards the end of their life anyway. You know, the average death from COVID is 78.6. The average death from life is 78.6. <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 crazy, you know, when you start giving these things to the people that are up in years like that and, you know, they routinely, even if there is a decent vaccine, which I've never heard of, but if there was, you know, most most geriatric people don't respond very well to vaccines in the first place. And this one is extremely bad um, when you look at it from the standpoint of um I uh, covered yesterday also, and I was just looking for it here today, and I'm running blank. 
But basically, in the last 13 years, since 2007 to the current time, to I think it was November of 2020, there have been 3,001 people die in the United States from all different vaccines. You know, the same thing. They take, you know, a flu shot or an MR, uh, MMR shot or whatever, a DTaP, and as a result, shortly thereafter, they die. And in that particular situation, the vast majority of those are uh, the very young, under three years old. And it spikes back up when you get above 65. So the two most uh, endangered population groups for general uh, vaccines is, like I said, under three and above 65. And a total of 3,001 people in 13 years have died from all the different vaccines. Well, now, as of this month, the COVID injections have killed more people in the last four months than all other vaccines did in the last 13 plus years. Think about that. In the last four months, more people have died shortly after receiving the COVID injections, 3,005, than have died shortly after receiving any other you know, vaccine of all, all types in the previous 13 plus years. And people wonder why we're vaccine hesitant. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, it's crazy. But let's look at this. Sadly, as worldwide mass COVID vaccination efforts are now uh, now moved beyond assisting assisted living centers, healthcare workers, and educators, more of the general population around the world are now starting to get the COVID experimental injections. And unfortunately, we're beginning to see uh, many reports of deaths among young people in their 20s and 30s, an age group with almost zero chance of dying from the COVID-19 virus. The Daily Mail is reporting today that a 20-year-old Scottish man uh, has died within 12 hours of receiving the experimental Pfizer COVID mRNA injection, leaving his parents devastated. Nobody under the age of 30 should be dying from these injections because nobody under the age of 30 should be taking them since there's almost no risk of dying from COVID in that age group. Exactly. You know, the thing is, nobody under the age of 75 should be taking them and nobody over the age of 75 should be taking them either because the people below that have a 99.9 plus percent survival rate and the people above that are generally so um, compromised that if you give them something like this, it's almost certainly going to kill them. If not immediately thereafter, usually within another several months. And even in age groups more prone to suffer serious side effects from COVID, there are already existing treatments that do not kill the patient <laughs> that have been used successfully by thousands of doctors around the world on COVID patients. Nobody should die from this. And the only reason people have is because they have squelched the treatments that actually work so that they could roll out their toxic vaccines. <sighs> Let's see. So anyway, basically successfully by thousands of doctors around the world on COVID patients, including the older drugs, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Let's not forget 
uh, budesonide, which is inhaled steroid used generally for asthmatics, which has been around for as long as hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, and is just as safe and super effective. It's crazy. Let's see here. This is hitting me. Wow. Here's a picture of the parents holding a photo of their son. Man. And there he is at his uh, 20th birthday party with the big Mylar 20 balloons. Uh, let's see. Brokenhearted mother has demanded answers after her son died less than 12 hours after receiving the, the Pfizer vaccine. Well, good luck because they've got immunity. You can't do nothing. Luke Garrett, 20, suffered a fatal seizure brought on by a sudden spike in his temperature at the Tall Tar Bolton South Ayrshire home in February. His mother, Teresa Garrett, or Tricia Garrett, 49, said. Mr. Garrett had muscular dystrophy and had been shielding uh, for and had been shielding for around a year. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, so was excited when his turn to get the vaccine meant that he could finally live his life. Well, I guess shielding means staying in or something. Anyway, but he died in the very early hours of the morning the day after getting the jab, leaving his family devastated and desperate for answers. The Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency are investigating Mr. Garrett's death, but there's no evidence that the jab caused, is causing seizures. Imagine that. Mr. Garrett, uh, or Mrs. Garrett, 49, described foam coming out of his mouth during his seizure and told how she gave her dying son CPR as they waited for the paramedics to arrive. Mother of two, Mrs. Garrett said, I didn't want uh, want him to get it. Luke had been shielding for about a year. Uh, he was uh, to have support workers who came in three times a week. He also had high-functioning autism and needed support for that, but he canceled it all because he was uh, scared of COVID. Because he was watching the TV and believing all the crap, no doubt. He was excited about going to get his COVID jab, and being able to get back out into the world and live his life, <laughs> which wouldn't have happened anyway. It wasn't even 12 hours after his COVID jab that he died. His whole body was in horrendous pain. He had a really high temperature. Normally with his uh, condition, his legs can end up in pain, but uh, this was different. Before he died, uh, the arm he got the injection in was really painful. He then suffered a seizure, which was, has never happened before. He started to fit uh, to fit and there he started to fit and there was foam coming out of his mouth. I phoned 111, which I guess is like 911, about 1 a.m. and told them somebody needs to come out. I thought he needed a muscle relaxant to help uh, with the terrible pain. A nurse told me they would send someone out within two hours. She was really detailed with everything. Uh, she asked about temperature and muscle pain. They promised they would uh, call back within two hours, but no one called. Instead, I received a call at 4 a.m. to ask if Luke still needed help. I just told them my son is dead. Mr. Mr. Garrett was given the vaccine at, um, holy moly, Balak Mile Medical Practice shortly after 3 p.m. on February 8th. 
By midnight, he was unwell. Paramedics rushed to help Mr. Garrett, but nothing could be done to save him. He died around 2.30 a.m. That's weird. First, they called and talked to people and said it was two hours, and then paramedics rushed, so I don't know what's going on there. He was just 10 days away from celebrating his 21st birthday. Yeah, Yowzers. And here's one that pretty much indicates where we're going here. Uh, like Dr. Tenpenny said, um, that it would be three to six to 12 months before we really start seeing the full results of these injections. 27-year-old doctor, a healthy 27-year-old Chicago doctor, dead three months following COVID shots, raising long-term safety concerns. And this guy... Um, I'm going to have a, a link to this article in the uh, uh, replay uh, description on CastBox. And um, this guy looks like he's the epitome of health. He's probably got maybe 5% body fat, if that. Very muscular, obviously works out. Um, no indications that there would be any kind of health issues involved in this young man. Again, 27-year-old physician three months following COVID injections. Thousands of deaths in the U.S. have now been recorded uh, following injection of one of the experimental non-FDA-approved COVID shots since they were given emergency use authorization at the end of 2020 and in early 2021. We have brought to the public personal stories of dozens of these deaths that have occurred shortly after receiving the injections. Now, for the first time, we have been aware of a death of uh, more than three months past the second injection has occurred with a young 27-year-old doctor from Chicago raising very serious concerns about the lack of long-term studies in any of these mRNA experimental injections. In this, if this death had occurred among someone who was elderly and frail and with comorbidity conditions, it would, have been, it would be difficult to suspect the death was related to the injection in any way. However, when it occurs in an otherwise healthy 27-year-old doctor who was athletically active right up until the day before he died, then it would be foolish not to consider the very strong possibility that his death was related to the injections, especially since no long-term studies have been conducted on any of these current COVID-19 shots. Well, <laughs> this is the long-term study. The tragic story of Dr. Joshimar Henry from Chicago has been reported to me by a physician friend who lives in Illinois, and the COVID blog has covered his story as well. Dr. Josh Henry was a resident doctor in the PGY-1 program or pharmacy program at Humboldt Park Health in Chicago, according to his Facebook page. He was among the first Chicago residents to get the first dose of Pfizer's experimental mRNA shot on December 15, 2020. Dr. Henry received his second shot on January 6th. He said in a Facebook post that he understands people's hesitancy, but he made his decision after some research. Apparently not enough. <laughs> and this is a post that he made. Honored to be a part of administering the second dose of Pfizer vaccine in the first five recipients in Chicago. While I understand the hesitancy of many regarding receiving the vaccine, I'd like to encourage all those who qualify to be vaccinated. Initially, I was also hesitant, but was reassured with some research and clarifying my doubt throughout uh, through reading. 
Many of my colleagues likewise have received the vaccine and have not experienced any severe side effects. I have received the vaccine myself and only experienced shoulder soreness thus far. I do believe that the benefits of the vaccine certainly outweigh the risk given its low side effect profile. Hmm. <laughs> what do you think now, Doc? Be safe, everyone, and continue to practice a socialist distancing. Good grief. And the picture is first Chicago healthcare workers received second dose of Pfizer vaccine Tuesday at Norwegian American Hospital. Details are scant from that point, but judging from his Facebook timeline, life was fine. He was a big-time soccer fan and involved with social justice issues. In fact, he posted a video clip from Chicago's Southside Pickup Soccer on April 2nd. He was dead on April 3rd. Dr. Henry was married to Griselda Heather Morales, and her father also reported his death on, uh, his death on Facebook. Uh, my son-in-law, Josh Henry, passed away today. I'm so sad. No words. Please pray for my daughter, Heather Morales. It is very rare for someone healthy and actively, uh, athletically active under the age of uh, 30 to just suddenly drop dead. Dr. Henry was originally from the East Caribbean island of St. Lucia. He earned his medical degree at Spartan Health Services University in St. Lucia. His father was Joaquin Henry, a St. Lucia politician. Heather Morales, also a doctor, was his wife. All the foregoing is important because healthy, young, happy men don't just drop dead. Maybe one in five, 50,000 sudden cardiac deaths per year are people under the age of 35, according to the Mayo Clinic. Strokes and other sudden cause of death are extremely rare for people under 40, let alone 30. Morality or mortality rates positively correlate with body mass. You're essentially immune from COVID-19 and hospitalization if you're under 40 and in a healthy weight. The CDC even admitted that people, ate, uh, near, nearly 80% of all COVID-19 hospitalizations were overweight and obese people. Dr. Henry was not obese or overweight, that's for sure. Uh, the young man was uh, trucking along fine, living what appears to be a good life. The one indisputable fact is that he received two experimental mRNA shots three months prior to his death. Wow. No reported benefits to the shots yet, only deaths and injuries. And that's pretty much the case. You know, if you look at, if you listen to uh, Dr. Fauci and any of the talking heads on TV, nothing changes once you get injected with this stuff. You know, as far as your status is concerned, you still got to wear a face diaper. You still need the socialist distance. You still need to stay in all the crap that you're, you know, think you're going to get away from by getting the vaccine. And it doesn't change. Except for now, you've got DNA altering crap in you that you can never get out. And at any given time, you could be exposed to something that's going to kill you. That's pretty goofy. Why do people want to take these things? And how on earth, with the amount of information that's available, can anyone who even wants to do some deep research, you know, not find the information that would convince them that getting these things is absolutely foolish? You know, the bottom line I keep going back to, you have a 99.9 .9 plus percent survival rate for virtually everybody. You know, when you get above 65 or 70, it drops like 99.4%. Why on earth 
would anyone consider taking these things when you've got that kind of a survival rate? There's only one reason, extreme fear. Where does that come from? The lamestream media and politicians and lying SOS doctors like Fauci. Why anybody would listen to that little puke, you know, there's no question that he is linked to and probably ran the Wuhan lab where this thing escaped from. He was in cahoots with Bill Gates and Moderna, who is on record wanting to kill off the majority of the world's population, and one of the tools, the primary tools they want to use is vaccines. So why anyone would want to take a Moderna vaccine is going to go... Censorship and regulation is becoming an ever-growing... of your DIY health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. And uh, we're just looking at things in the news, people that are dropping from taking these alleged vaccines. Got another one here, father of seven paralyzed by stroke after Johnson & Johnson COVID shot. And I'll tell you what, the family photo here, beautiful family, just absolutely gorgeous uh, daughters, sons, um, wife, a healthy, a young and healthy father of seven in Mississippi has suffered a stroke and is paralyzed and in the hospital in critical condition following an injection of the Johnson and Johnson experimental COVID shot. His family is devastated and is just praying that he can learn how to talk again. They are grateful that the FDA has halted the use of the experimental COVID injection. Local news WLOX out of St. Martin reports on the story. Healthy, young, healthy South Mississippi man suffers stroke hours after receiving Johnson Johnson vaccine. Excerpts from WLOX.com. When the news broke about the pause in Johnson Johnson vaccine Tuesday, one coast family was already living with a tragedy they believed was caused by the vaccine. It started out as a normal day for 43-year-old Brad Malagari of St. Martin. Uh, This busy father of seven spent the morning at his uh, Deliberville office before uh, heading to get the Johnson Johnson vaccine a little afternoon. He returned to work and within three hours, co-workers noticed he was unresponsive at his desk. They called me and said that uh, he had that vaccine and something is wrong. I think it's a stroke, said Celeste Foster O'Keefe, uh, Sorry about that. Had a sneeze. Malagari's aunt. Uh, Malagari uh, was rushed to the hospital and diagnosed with a stroke, a blood clot that had lodged in the left middle uh, cerebral artery. Uh, 
O'Keefe, who is also Brad's boss, said the family believes without a doubt the vaccine caused the stroke. He's a young, healthy 43-year-old, and I immediately thought it, uh, and I said it, uh, to be sure to tell the doctors he just took the J&J vaccine, and that to me is what caused the stroke, he said, they said. O'Keefe said her nephew's only health issue about the health issue before the vaccine was high blood pressure, which was controlled with medication. You know, somebody at 43 years old shouldn't have high blood pressure either. Anyway, now one week after the vaccine, he's in critical condition but stable at Ochsner's Medical Center in New Orleans. His wife, Corey, by his side, their family's uh, lives changed tragically overnight. Can't talk now, and he can't walk. He's paralyzed on on the right side. He knows uh, who we are, and he will just cry when he sees us, O'Keefe said. Doctors don't know uh, Malagari's prognosis for recovery yet, but said it will likely uh, take at least a year of rehab before he leaves the hospital, if he lives. <laughs> That's the thing, you know. He's had the one nothing to see he's not going to have another blood clot go somewhere else it'll finish him off who knows at least we want him to be able to communicate to be able to walk and talk again even if it's not perfect O'Keefe said good grief that's absolutely insane man feel sorry for that family and that young man but again do the research Good heavens. Deaths following vaccines. And this was telling you about August uh, 1st, 2007 to November 30th, 2020. 13 plus years. Total all vaccine deaths, 3,001. From December 1st, 2020 to April 13th, 2021. A little over four months. Total COVID, COVID vaccine deaths, 3,005. Four months versus 13 plus years. That ought to tell you something. Man. We're at uh, 5,365 dead and 238,000 plus injuries in European database for adverse drug reactions for COVID-19 vaccines. Yowzers. NBC legal analyst dead weeks after experimental COVID shot. And uh, beautiful lady, Brooklyn defense attorney, television commentator Midwin Charles is dead after what appears to be several days of suffering after receiving at least one experimental COVID shot. Ms. Charles uh, posted the tragedy, I'm, uh, oh, excuse me, posted the trendy I'm vaccinated announcement on March, on Twitter on March 1st. Just got vaccinated, qualified because of my asthma at the FEMA center. Everyone at this site is in uniform. It's good to see our servicemen and women. Process was organized, efficient, and everyone is kind and in a good mood. Let's do this. And she's got a little hypodermic needle after her post. Uh, And let's see here. I have a death-causing allergy to peanuts and wanted to have my EpiPen with me when I got vaccinated in case I went into anaphylactic shock. Turns out my insurance wouldn't cover it, and it's $387. I can't imagine how an attorney 
still couldn't afford uh, an EpiPen, even at 387 bucks. Good grief. She then retweeted a North Carolina professor talking about black vax hesitancy and an analysis of her tweet active activity thereafter indicates that her health started deteriorating three weeks later. Ms. Charles, 47, was always very active on Twitter. She averaged about 25 tweets per day since uh, May 2009. Ms. Charles was even more active last month. She averaged 39 tweets and retweets per day from March 10th to March 20th, according to Social Blade. Holy smoke. Those were apparently her last days of good health. She tweeted only nine times on Sunday, March 21st. Keep in mind, her second dose of experimental mRNA COVID stuff would have been due around March 21st or 22nd. She tweeted four times on the 22nd, 10 on the 23rd. She tweeted only once on the 24th and once again on the 25th. One tweet was deleted on March 26th. There were no further activity until Tuesday, April 6th, when a family announced she was dead, 37 days after announcing her first experimental shot. It is with a profoundly heavy heart and the deepest sadness that we announce the untimely passing of our beloved Midwin Charles. She was known to many as a legal commentator on television, but to us she was a devoted daughter, sister, aunt, niece, and cousin. Our lives are forever changed, and we will miss her for a lifetime. The family thanks you in advance for your love and prayers. Please allow the family time to grieve. This dramatic change in social media behavior suggests she was unable to tweet for over 12 days before passing away. Perhaps she was hospitalized after the second shot, or that she died in late March after the second shot, and the family just now announcing it. Regardless, she has gained 1,163 new Twitter followers. They're going to be disappointed. She gained 481 in the prior 30 days. Mainstream media censors the cause of death. As we've learned in 2021, vaccines are the leading cause of coincidences. Imagine that. A Google search for Midwin Charles right now brings up uh, stories from the New York Times, uh, New York Daily News, Newsweek, and The Hill and a few others as the top results. None of the stories mention the experimental mRNA shot that she received March 1st. The experimental Johnson & Johnson viral vector shot had just been authorized for emergency use two days earlier. Thus, she received the Pfizer or the Moderna mRNA shot. Ms. Charles was born in Brooklyn. She received her law degree from American University in Washington, D.C. and owned a law firm in New York City. She was best known for her legal analyst uh, on MSNBC and CNN. And uh, real quick, um, I see the call there. I'm going to play this real quick, and then we'll go to the caller. Hold on. Uh, Midwood Charles, attorney at law. Uh, what do people just want to go get, uh, you know, catch, catch the COVID and get the COVID I, at church? They are right. You know, what... Most troubling about that entire segment, that entire clip that you just just played. It, it's almost as though he has his head in the sand. Perhaps someone should point out to him the cover of today's New York Times, in which it lists 1,000 names of people who have died from COVID-19. We are nearing 100,000 deaths from COVID-19 in just under two months. This is incredibly, incredibly serious. We are in the middle of a pandemic. 
But yet we have someone, you know, this senator talking as though it's a mild inconvenience to wear the mask. You know, I watched an interview earlier this morning of Dr. Bricks, Burks in which she talked about how it is still important to wear masks. It is still important to social distance because COVID-19 is still spread by people who are asymptomatic. And so as a result, the whole purpose of wearing the mask is for me to protect you and for you to protect me. It isn't about, you know, uh, being mildly inconvenienced. And this idea that we have rights, yes, we do. But we all know that we have to follow rules and regulations when you go to restaurants. You can't walk in barefoot. You have to wear a shirt. People who work in restaurants have to wash their hands when they're serving food. There are always rules and regulations that we follow as a society to keep each other safe. This is a pandemic. People are dying. I almost feel like we have to repeat that. And I also feel like we have to teach people what it means when something is contagious. This is contagious. You know, we're, we're not talking about a very mild, mild cold here. And so I find this messaging coming from him to be so damaging and so destructive because this is someone who's in a position of leadership. And so people are listening to him. They have politicized the idea of wearing a mask. And so now it's become, depending on where you lean politically, you want to wear the mask or you don't wear the mask. And that's incredibly unfortunate because what's at stake is Americans' lives. You know, if I could talk with this young lady, I'd have to ask her, how can someone who seems to be relatively intelligent be so ignorant? And again, this is one of those things where these people just believe the crap that's being spewed on TV by the talking heads and the corrupt physicians, it's the only way I can put it, that are lying about all of this stuff. And they are lying, there's no question. They've, she swallowed the Kool-Aid. And again, this goes right back to the fact when you choose to put on a face mask, when you choose to uh, receive these COVID vaccines, you're making a decision for yourself, hopefully yourself alone. What's scaring me is they're going to start, they've already started in some places injecting children with this stuff. And that's unconscionable. And any parent that elects to have their child injected with this stuff is guilty of child abuse, felony level. But these people making the choices for themselves, that's fine. And you reap what you sow. She's dead now because she made a stupid decision, just like so many others. And in this case, Looks like they got her out of a gene pool before she had a chance to reproduce. All right, going to the phones. Unplugged. Let's see. I got. There we go. How we doing, buddy? Hello, well, Sarge. We're obsolete. <laughs> Hello. One obsolete person <laughs> to another. Welcome. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> we're, we're, we're all obsolete. We're you know we're we're canceling each other out. I mean that's isn't that isn't that the isn't that what uh, what what the bottom line is here? Well, that, that's what their I mean, bottom line is. It's our choice whether to go along with it or not. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, as as an observer and as a commenter on all this stuff, you know, and, and having seen what's gone on for the past, you know, what's it been now, a year or so, mm-hmm. you know, having seen this, <laughs> I mean, you know, if it isn't clear to anyone who's a, who's just observing, 
okay, or or is you know even uh, mildly upset about this, that that there's a there's a serious agenda here. Yeah, you know, yeah. and 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 so you know I say that we're obsolete because that's precisely what they're doing. They're all they're doing is is saying, look, you know, we don't care. We don't care how much sense you make. We really don't care. You know, you, you could be the smartest guy on the, on the planet. We don't care. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's exactly what's happening here. They are basically saying, saying, go ahead, make sense. Make all the sense you want. We don't yeah. care. Yep. Logic is not figured into our uh, game plan at all. Exactly. Yeah. And, oh, and so, you know, it, you know, it, it, it's like I, I put in the chat room, you know, about that, that you remember back in the last summer, that story of that 25 year old black man who shot that five year old kid in the head while he's riding his bike. Yeah. Point blank, point blank. Right. Yeah. I mean that what that got about maybe a couple of days worth of coverage. It got minimal. Local and, and, and so they, so they national. So, so they take this dude, they take this dude, George Floyd, who's a complete, I mean, I mean, the, the guy's a thug, you know? So what do, they, what do they do? They, you know, they put him up on a pedestal and extol the virtues of this guy. Oh, yeah. They've actually named a uh, bill in Congress after him. So now we've got bills named after criminal scumbag felons. <laughs> and that's basically what the guy was. But, he you was know, a, but, he was but, a little, but five-year-old kids scumbag. don't matter. No. You know, five-year-old kids don't matter. You know, yeah, yeah. Narrative. Yeah. You know, they don't have a voice. You know, they're only five years old. No big deal. You know. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, it's just like this one uh, the other day. You know, twenty-five-year-old veteran. I don't know how personally. I don't know how she could make that mistake, but it happened. And, but the thing is, is the whole situation was put in play by the acts of the person who's now dead. You know, he's the one that chose to resist arrest and try to escape. And he bears a fair amount of uh, guilt for that. You know, personally, uh, as someone who makes that kind of mistake after being on the job for 25, 26 years, I question whether she ever should have been in police work in the first place. I've never been a fan of female police officers. I'll say that right out. My wife was one. <laughs> she was a reserve yeah. officer department. Um <laughs> I, I've ran into a couple of uh, aggressive ones. I'll you know, to be honest with you. But, the problem uh, is, is you know, for for whatever reason, they 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 do have a certain aggressive stance. I don't know, you know, I don't know why. But well, a lot do. of them, they do that. They're overcompensating. They're trying to prove themselves. Uh, I knew several like that on my department. Uh, there was only one that I really felt comfortable with backing me up on things. Um, but. You know, it's it is what it is. You know, that's the nature of today's society. Unfortunately, um, you know, the farther away we get from, get from the Bible and uh, God's teachings, the more we have to deal with the stuff. And it is what it is. But at the same time, the guy's dead because he started the the, the ball rolling. If he had just complied and done what he was supposed to do, he'd still be alive today. And you know, none of this would have been going on. And the thing is, is when you when this kind of situation happens, then all the people that just, you know, they're just looking for an excuse to riot, to loot, they could care less about the dude. Honestly, they have no, most of those people, yeah, the only reason they know his name 
so many people with posters, but they could care less about the guy. It was just an excuse to go out there and break the law and, and break into places and destroy things and to loot stuff. You know, just disgusting. Yeah, my dad used to tell me, you know, he, he my, my dad would tell us, he was like, you guys get in trouble? He says, I'll put you in jail myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, it, it, he wouldn't, you know, he wasn't the type to, you know, to sit there and try to defend, uh, you know, uh, wrong actions, you know. And then you contrast it, you know, you got a, a white female officer shooting a black man. She gets charged with second degree manslaughter. And then you go back to January 6th, Washington, D.C., where you have an unarmed white female climbing through a window in the Capitol. And from what it appears, a black male shoots her on purpose and there's no charges for him. They won't even release his information. When she was charged, you know, before she was charged, they released her name and address and people started showing up at her house and causing problems. Um, that's the, the double standard that we have. And I'd like to know what kind of white privilege it is to get charged when the black guy that, you know, purposely shoots someone, there was no question he shot and killed this person. Well, allegedly, I personally don't think Ashley Babbitt's dead. I personally think she was a crisis actor and this whole thing's being, you know, it was all there for public consumption. It was all staged. I've seen videos that basically broke down all the stuff that took place when she was shot and nothing made any sense. There was people sitting there doing things that you would never expect to be done. And uh, personally, I honestly believe that the woman is still alive somewhere. And we'll probably see her show up somewhere else in some other, you know, thing down the road. You just wait. But I think that's probably. Yeah, and you know, you know, sorry for that. I know these are. I know these are ugly conversations to have, you know. But but at the same time, I, I think they're extremely necessary conversations. You know, it, it, it these are the conversations, You know, it has to be brought to light. That you know, I mean, this stuff has to. You know, it has to stop at some point. Yep. Uh, there's no question. You know, there. I mean, I'm hoping I, within the next few months. I, I think that's the. I think that's the. The attitude that they've taken, though, they've taken this attitude. They said, "Okay, you know, well, we're on this side of the fence, and you're on that side of the fence, and that's exactly how it's going to be the entire time, regardless of, of, of you know, like I said, you can make as much as much sense as you want. It doesn't matter, you know. We're on this side of the fence. You're on that side of the fence, it's and that's like exactly Carl, what they've done. It's a big club, and you're not in it. You know, it's their club, and they're going to run. Well, it's kind of like that, but." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but I mean, but I mean, you know, and they're and they're taking, you know, like like the very things we're talking about, are really just meant meant just to, you know, just to get our our dander up. Really, I mean, it, it's really meant just to make us more and more angry. Uh, you know, I actually believe they're trying and, and, to start a revolution. They're trying to get us to to start. That's shooting. what I think. And I think what's I totally happen, believe that. I honestly believe that. Uh, we won't have to do that. Um, granted, it's needed, but I think uh, something else is going to happen to rectify the situation so that we can basically sit back and watch it. And I think it's coming within the next few months. Yeah, I actually got, got to the point where, you know, I mean, I was getting really involved in this stuff, and I got to the point where I said, you know, i got to take a break. <laughs> you know, because it's just, it gets, it gets to the point where you're like, man, you know, uh, you can't believe how much insanity is out there. You just can't believe it. 
you know, mm-hmm. and and it's just it's just being it's it's just being pushed on us every day, practically every hour really of the day, I guess, even even maybe even every minute for all I know. But it, it's just it's just it's unbelievable the you know the, the the level of tyranny and the level of insanity that we are faced with every day. Yeah. <clears throat> You basically have to load, so load, I, it, take a deep breath, and you know turn off the TV. That's the number one thing. That is the the big right. thing. You know the people that sit there and watch CNN all day long. I don't know what kind of morons it would take to be a CNN advocate at this point. You know, to my knowledge, the only place oh, they're in airports, and most of those have been turned off too. You know, their listenership has got to be some of the lowest in history. But there's still enough out there to believe in their crap. And, you know, it's it's the same kind of stuff that's watered down a little bit, but it's on the local, you know, lamestream media, the main networks. You know, you're seeing that stuff constantly. And it just gets, uh, I get so yeah. sick of seeing these stupid things here in Ohio that the Department of Health is putting out, you know, got to get the COVID vaccine. It's the only way to get back to normal and all this garbage. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, and the thing is, when the reset takes place where we, you know, basically unplug all these idiots and and go back to a normal way of life, it's going to be so deep because it's going to go into the media at all levels. It's going to go into government, clear down to the local level, um, all these people have got to be taken out and charged criminally. Um, there's no way, you know, the 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 lie that is the COVID nineteen pandemic is so deeply uh, entrenched in our society. It's at so many all levels, from the bottom to the top, and these people that were engaged in spreading this lie and in you know implementing implementing these alleged vaccines and killing so many people, not to mention the the state, local, and federal health people who willingly squelched all the information about functioning uh, treatments that were low-cost, low-risk, low and would have solved the problem. I mean, this would have been a huge nothing burger. It would have blown over easier than the seasonal flu, had they just allowed people, doctors that knew what they were doing, to do the right things, and people to know that vaccines were worthless, that uh, nutrition was important, you know, building your own immune system up, you know, those kind of things. So many people died needlessly that didn't need to if they had just been told the truth by the so-called medical authorities that everybody's hanging their hand on. Those people need to be charged criminally, oh, yeah. taken out. Absolutely agree. Money for green, green stuff. Pharmaceutical drug guys just can't get enough. They don't care if you live or you die. Long as they get their piece of pie. Mm, my, my, my. They convinced you it's the right drug for you. But they didn't tell you what your liver goes through. And just because some MD said jump, your body became a toxic dump.
Well, that's no more true today than ever. <laughs> I'll tell you what, just because some MD said jump, your body became a toxic dump. And with these uh, mRNA alleged vaccines, boy, I'll tell you what, there's no undoing the toxic dump either. Welcome back to the last segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the T uh, Truth Frequency Radio Network. And before I go back to the phones, I wanted to cover something real quick that I just uh, came across. The fact that face masks are also granted an emergency use authorization, which means they cannot be mandated. They must only, they can, they're also voluntary. That's something that, you know, I hadn't thought of at all, but it is a case. Uh, and this came from a thing on, uh, by Daniel Horowitz on March 26th this year. I uh, said, so just like COVID vaccines, use of masks instead of respirators to block transmission of the virus was only authorized as experimental use. As such, according to law, it must be optional. If we are going to passively allow governors and, and governments to make this medical device mandatory, what is uh, to stop them from making the vaccine mandatory? And uh, that's something I found really interesting, but there's actually a link to the U.S. FDA uh, it's, it's a April 24th, 2020, so almost a year ago, and this is a letter to manufacturers of face masks and healthcare personnel, hospital purchasing departments and distributors, and any other stakeholders. On April 18th, 2020, in response to concerns relating to insufficient supply and availability of face masks, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued an emergency use authorization authorizing the use of face masks for use by members of the general public, including healthcare personnel in healthcare settings as personal protective equipment to cover their noses and mouths in accordance with the CDC uh, recommendations to prevent the spread of the virus called uh, severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus 2 or SARS-CoV-2 during the coronavirus disease 2019 pandemic uh, pursuant to Section 564 of the Federal Food and Drug and Cosmetic Act, 21 U.S.C. 360 BBB-3. On February 4th, 2020, pursuant to the section, blah, 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 uh, the Secretary of Department of Health and Human Services determined that there is a public health emergency that has a significant potential to affect national security or the health security of the United States. So basically what they're saying is face masks in general they know that they don't protect against viruses. But since there was a big um, uh, drop in the availability of respirators like the N95s and stuff that have some capability, but very little actually in preventing the transfer of alleged viruses, they did an emergency use authorization to allow uh, hospitals and staff and the general public to wear these worthless face diapers to make people think that they were preventing the spread of this illness. And as a result, nothing that's got emergency use authorization can be mandated. So the executive order signed by the usurper in chief, uh, Hyden Biden, uh, for wearing these things on government property, it's optional because they cannot be mandated. And the big concern is, like they said, they're setting up a thing that if you can mandate masks, then you can mandate other uh, emergency use authorization stuff, which is like the alleged vaccines, dangerous thing that we're getting into. Uh, 
anyway, just wanted to cover that real quick, going back to the phones and unplugged. So uh, what else is going on? What do you think of that? Well, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, it's it, it doesn't sound like it's changed a whole lot, really. I mean, it, it really sounds like the same old thing. Yeah, but, um, you know, at least for me, that's the first time I've seen anything about emergency use for the cloth face mask. And uh, that's an interesting development, I guess you could say, where even where they think it's mandated, it can't be. You know, it's just one more reason to say you cannot mandate these things. They're emergency use only, and they have to be voluntary. So, you know, people need to start. But, but yeah, but yet they can. Business. But yet they can. They they can chase you down. You know, if you walk in someplace where they're you know Nazis about it or whatever, you know they could chase you down and oh well, you better put your mask on. You know. Yeah, and that's where, um, you know, I can't stress enough. Everybody needs to check out the healthyamerican.org. It's the healthyamerican.org. Uh, it's Peggy Hall's site. Uh, she's out in California. Her husband is a pastor, I believe. I'm not sure if she's an attorney or not, but she's very well researched. And uh, she's covering th things like the violation of um, civil rights. You know, you have state and uh, federal civil rights laws that prohibit businesses, which are, you know, like Costco and grocery stores and things. They're under federal law. They are um, classified as pl uh, places of a public public accommodation. They're open to the public for purchases, you know, groceries and whatnot. And as such, they are prohibited by federal and state law from discriminating against people because of their race, color, uh, religion. So religious exemptions are a very good way to go here because all you have to have is a, a sincerely held religious belief. It does not have to be a written out standard of a church or anything like that. If you personally have a sincerely held belief, uh, it says in the Bible that we should go before the Lord with our faces unveiled. And if you believe in those kinds of things, that gives you one more thing that you can use. And she outlines very clearly in her website how you go about notifying these people that they're violating federal law, how you put them on notice, and then how you take them to court. And the fees and fines that are paid to you uh, by the person who uh, violates your civil rights can be pretty high. Uh, I added up one thing. It was about $37,000 when you put them all together. And it goes against the person who is actually violating your rights not the business per se but if you've got like the the rent-a-cop nazi that's standing there you know checking everybody coming through the door comes out of his pocket now the store may have to reimburse him or something but that's between the store and him um but the thing is if you carry the paperwork with you you sit there and say look here's the federal law here's the state law you are violating it if you proceed then i am going to take action against you and it's going to cost you you know, your choice. And if they do, then you leave and you, you basically do the paperwork, you fill it out, you give them the notice and you leave. And then at that point, uh, you just take, let the courts handle it from there. I think if more and more people start doing that, we'd start seeing a whole lot of change on some of the parts of places like Costco and, and uh, Mark's here in Ohio and some of these other places, Menards, home improvement stores, where they're flat out Nazis. Um, and that's what we're going to have to start doing, I think. 
you know, it's just uh, otherwise. Well, these corporations, these companies, these corporations, they have lawyers. I mean, you know, when this first started, you know, you would think that they would have said, well, can we or can we not do this or can we do this? You know, well, that's the thing. That's you and, know, and, when, and, and, when, and when it first started, Costco, when they first made their announcement, they actually you know, complied with federal law, the HIPAA and the, the um, uh, Americans with Disabilities Act. They basically said, you know, if you're if you have a health issue, then you're exempt or if you're under so much, you know, some, you know, whatever age you're exempt. And then a few months later, for, I don't know why, but a few months later, all of a sudden they came out and said, nope, nobody can come in. And they just thumbed their nose. Apparently, what I'm guessing is they went to the government and said, hey, you know, are you going to prosecute us under ADA if we require this? And they probably, because of the way politics is now, uh, they probably said, no, we're not going to hassle you. So they went ahead and said, fine, if, if we can, if we can violate the federal law without worried, you know, being worried about being prosecuted, we'll just go ahead and do it. Uh, we've got their blessing. And I bet that's what's happened. Um, don't know that for sure, but that's the only reason. So I nobody, can, nobody you know, calls them on it. What's that? You know, no, nobody's called them on it. Nobody's, nobody's walked in and said, no, you can't do this. The generally dumb public, most people don't even have a clue that those kind of things exist. They think, well, just like no shirts, no shoes, no service, you know, we can do this. And actually, they can't do that either. You know, theoretically, you know, you have the issues of dealing with, you know, I could say you can walk in stark naked, but you could walk in with no shirt and no shoes, and you could still force them to serve you there's no law that says they can't. And the thing is, is store policy does not trump, you know, federal and state law. The thing is, is you've got to be able to, you know, as they say, uh, in order to have your rights, you have to have to be a belligerent plain, you know, claimant of your rights. Otherwise you don't have any. And that's, we are, you know, never. Yeah, and, I, and I think, I, I think that's why, you know, like I had a store employee, you know, at Kroger, tell me that you no longer have to wear, you know, you're not required to wear a mask. So ba basically, you know, you can walk in there without a mask and they, they won't say anything to you. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and more and more people are doing that, you know, because I think the word's getting out, you know. But, but I also think that it might be due to that the local, you know, uh, mask mandates being lifted. And so once they did that, it's like, well, you know, they lifted the mask mandate, so that means citywide. That means anywhere you go. You well, know? Ohio, we've got a statewide mandate, and it has not been lifted. And I haven't worn a mask in Kroger or anywhere else I've gone since this whole thing started. Um, I just go in, I ignore the signs, and I just go do what I got to do, and nobody's ever said boo to me. Uh, the only place I've ever had trouble is, you know, I haven't, since since Costco changed their policy, I just haven't gone in. Um, but there was a, a local smaller grocery store chain here in Ohio called Mark's and, um, they recently changed their policy to Nazi. And, uh, I went in there one day and the, I had my, uh, medical exemption tag on and everything and the Nazi, uh, you know, rent a cop they have there. Nope. Got to get out and can't wear, can't come in without one. I said, Okay. You'll never see my money ever again. It's not like that good. I had to go farther out of my way to here, but uh, that'll never happen again. And uh, I just, the way I look at it is those places, 
even when things open back up, they'll never see me or my money ever again. And I'll make sure that I tell as many people well, as I, think, I can and hopefully others to avoid them. I think it goes back to, you know, what John Rappaport said, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, early on in this whole thing. He said, you know, if, if, if this was so deadly, people would be keeling over, you know, and puking in the streets. Exactly. It's just not happening. Exactly. And even the people that have allegedly, you know, there's so many people now that, oh, yeah, I've got family members that died. You know, you don't know what they died from because I guarantee you the vast majority have never had an autopsy. And even if they did, the question, you know, you don't know whether you're getting a truthful response. But the most people that have died from this stuff have been in the upper age range where it was the obesity that they've dealt with for years. It's been everything else. You know, I have a friend who recently died and they claimed it was COVID. Um, you know, he had COPD, he had heart issues, he had all kinds of things. Uh, he, you know, there was nothing. It was just the, the final tipping point for this dude. He'd had 13 heart attacks and three strokes. And, you know, since he was 42 and he was 83 at the time, you know, <laughs> he was way past due and he just got this and, you know, it might have been the tipping point, but it's not what really got him. Uh, and that's the thing, you know, so many people claim that, you know, they, because, oh yeah, COVID got him. Yeah. Look into their history. I guarantee <laughs> yeah, right. you a bunch of comorbidities <laughs> that were, they were dealing with for years. Well, well, that takes me back. That takes me back to exosome theory. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. look, you know, for all I know, everybody dies with quote unquote COVID because, everybody releases exosomes to rid their body of toxins. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, and these exosomes mirror this yeah. quote unquote virus. Yeah. They die. So, you know, so, I mean, look, I mean, you know, it makes no sense to me at all that, 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 I mean, they've taken this whole thing and they've ran with it and, and they've got people, you know, people hear the word virus now and it's like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know, I better put the cross on and the, the garlic to get rid of the vampire, you know, Holy it's water. like, you don't even know what a virus is, you know, people are clueless. It, and it, it, it's, it's like, you know, I've, I've said this many times, define virus, define it. The public fool system and Florida yeah. water, you know, people are just brain dead and spoon fed. They have no ability to think critically. They can only respond emotionally. And as a result, they're told all these lies 24-7 by the lamestream news media. They're scared to death. They're too stupid to do any research on their own, yet they, they go around acting like they're smart as all get out when they attack other people who are intelligent and aren't wearing face diapers and stuff. And, you know, it's just, you know, take the vaccine and get it over with, you know. I'm tired of dealing with these people. Well, well, well you knew all the face diaper wear. You knew this was going to be a one-sided. We'll, we'll be ready. You knew, Sarge, that this was going to be a one-sided conversation the moment it started, because you know something as serious as as, as say a, a a pandemic. Okay, uh, something as serious as that, you would think you would have two sides uh, here. You would have a panel, you know, with one side, you know, saying, "Look, you know." These are our findings based, you know, based on what we found, this is what it is. And you'd have this other panel trying to argue with them saying, no, 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 this is what it is. You yeah. know what I mean? Just to say, wish but instead, what do we get? We, we get, we get a one-sided conversation, you know, 
everybody get on the get everybody get on the bus. We're going to, you know, straight down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. You know, the bottom line is the other side has bought the lie, and the they have accepted the lie as truth, and therefore you're you're you've lost the battle before it even starts. You can't go into court and challenge somebody for being stupid because they're pushing these things when even the judge has accepted the lie as truth. So you come in there, even though you have the facts to prove it, just like the the Soviets found out the KGB did in the 50s. You know, you tell somebody a lie for as little as 30 days and they will accept it as the truth. And then from that point on, you can you can show them all the proof in the world that what they believe is wrong and they will not change their beliefs. They will still believe the lie. And that's the problem we've got right. because at virtually every level of society, the vast majority have accepted the lie as truth. So the people that really know the real truth are looked upon like they have three eyes and, you know, automatically a tinfoil hat wearing nut job. When in fact, we're the ones that really well, know. Well, have you heard, you know, have you heard how they're wanting to shut up? You know, they're wanting to shut Ten Penny up, and you know, and Kaufman, and anybody, anybody who's speaking out against this, right? They're 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 like, oh, we got to shut them up. They're spreading misinformation. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they're they're you know? t- saying stuff that could get people killed, when in fact they're trying to, you know, they're wow. from the rooftops that you're going to die if you listen to these idiots. You know, anybody that you know, it just shows. Right. Most people, when they hear Fauci talk, they genuflect and salami, salami, baloney, you know, they believe every word that little puke says. And he's the guy that ran the lab that the thing got out of, you know, what more do you need? And of course, you know, Gates was right there funding everything and wants to kill people off using vaccines and has produced the first one released, Moderna, you know. It just shows how stupid people are. And that's why I've gotten to the point where I said, that's it. I'm tired of trying to warn you people. You know, if you want to take it, take it. You know, you'll be gone in no time. And then the intelligent people will be left, um, you know, and then we'll have an uprising. And kill <laughs> you, posted some, uh, you posted some good ones on Telegram, though. <laughs> Those are great. The ones that you posted. On. Those are awesome. You, I think I think you had one on Gates, too, that was just. That was just right spot on. Oh, I've been I've been digging around finding things and posting like crazy. I'm, I'm I can't do anything on Facebook, so Telegram is the one system that really works. And there's a lot of people on there. You know, I I'm on MeWe and Gab, but Gab is a pain in the butt. And either of them, I don't know if anyone sees this stuff. The way those things are set up, I don't under, understand how they work. They claim that they're as good as Facebook, but they're nothing like Facebook, from what I can tell. It, to me, it's just like I'm posting. I'm, I'm of, seeing every, everything you. I'm seeing all your Telegram posts, so they're you yeah, know, those are coming through great. But the other two, it's like I'm wasting my time. I don't even know if I'm going to keep doing things there. Um, it's not looking like I'm going to be able yeah. to do my shows on Telegram. Um, at this point, I can't even make the thing set up a, a one of those, I forget what they call them, chats or whatever. Um, I may have to hmm. do an upgrade on the software or something. But um, based on what I've seen so far, there's no way of setting. I can't go into settings and change the uh, where the sound's coming from and going to and that kind of thing. So, you know, at least at this point, 
until I can find out a little bit more. I probably won't be able to do anything on Telegram. But, um, you know, I'm going to keep looking into it because it seems like it'd be a great platform if I can make it work. But, yeah, anybody it, else? It would, be, it would be. It'd be an awesome, awesome platform. Yeah, it's 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 great for getting information out. Um, I'm just, you know, the, the system that they're using for, you know, the chats or or whatever you call them is brand new it only started they started in like in december i think so hopefully they'll keep tweaking it and tune it fine tuning and maybe some point along the way we'll be able to use it but um, we just have to wait and see what happens yeah but yeah the the stuff that's going on right well, yeah, now well to make yeah just everything well that was my that was my the point of my call really was just to say look you know it just seems like you know, they're, they're building a wall here, basically, is what they're doing. And they're saying, okay, well, you know, we're on this side of the wall, and you're on that side of the wall. And, you know, uh, the twain shall never meet, you know. Yeah, fine-tuning. It's kind of a thing. For labeling people nutcases. And that's, you know, that's basically what their plan is. And my only hope is that, you know, a force bigger than ours will come in um, and just basically lock them all up. You know, they'll have enough proof to show what's yeah, going what's on. Gonna take. People have done what they've done, and they'll just sweep in and just lock them all. Well, up. anyway, sorry, I, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I just wanted to, I just wanted to make that point. No so. problem. No problem. I appreciate you being there and uh, chime in anytime. You know, that's what uh, that's what the platform's for, and I think having people on to you know share opinions makes the show work a lot better, makes it go faster, and all that good stuff. So, you know, never apologize. Well, we, everybody who listens, I'm sure everybody who listens uh, really appreciates you. And uh, so just wanted to say uh, thanks very much and uh, keep up, uh, keep up the good fight. All righty, sir. Well, thank you. And you do the same. Appreciate it. Um, okay, bye. I'm across the top 10 lies about COVID-19 that at least half of all Americans actually believe. <laughs> Let's look at that for the last few minutes here. What is going on with this thing? There it goes. So my screen is doing all kinds of weird stuff. Um, in the last few minutes, there's nothing wrong with being patriotic, but at least half of all Americans believe that our government has our best interests in mind, including health and human rights, but nothing could be further from the truth. At least half of uh, half a dozen wars have been uh, fought to keep peace on earth, but uh, for mo- not for to not been fought to be keep, keep peace on earth, but for money and greed. Yeah. Pretty much every war that this country's been involved in since the revolution have been to make money for the bankers, you know, including first and second world wars. They've all been money makers for the bankers, had nothing to do with, you know, keeping the world safe for democracy, as they say, which is stupid because we're a republic. Democracy is a bane of all governments. Anyway, the last half dozen pandemics have not been pandemics at all, but mind games played to push dirty vaccines and more dangerous pharmaceuticals on 150 million naive Americans. Exactly. The China flu has been nothing uh, but an onslaught in mass media propaganda and all that kind of stuff. But let's get to the actual 10 lies. Lie number one, masks help protect you from viruses and bacteria. Yeah, it's a biggie. Number two, social distancing is working. Big lie. Three, COVID-19 mRNA vaccines are safe and effective. Huge lie. Number four, the whole herd theory for safety of vaccinations. (laughs) Big lie. 
five, using antibacterial and disinfecting products all day keeps you safe from germs. Big lie. You know, I, I don't worry about any of that stuff. Lie number six, CDC protects you. <laughs> if you believe that. Lie seven, COVID-19 vaccine will keep you from catching as bad a version of the virus. Number eight, mRNA technology and vaccines help strengthen your immune system. It destroys your immune system. So anything that comes along after that will kill you. Lie number nine, think things uh, will get back to or closer to normal after everyone gets vaccinated. Nope. Lie 10, we're all in this together. Yeah, right. That's like when Bill Gates says, we all want to get back to the way it was before coronavirus. You honestly believe that? Nobody in the upper echelons of government want to get back to the way it was. That's why they're taking us in the other direction. That's all a big lie. There will be no return to normal ever for blue states, not even close. The only way you'll ever get back to normal is if you make it go back yourself by saying no to this stuff. And that's it. We are out of time. We'll be back in an hour on People's Patriot Network. Find the information under the radio shows tab on my website. If not, we'll see you next week. Take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. Have a wonderful day, wonderful week, and God bless. Hmm. Well, the music is going to start. I guess I'm a little early. But anyway, take care and uh, just uh, check out the replays. I'll put all these articles and things on the replay list. And we'll uh, see what happens from there. I don't know why the music doesn't go, but uh, whatever the case is, 